Bladder Diaries, the podcast your bladder wants you to listen to. Tune in to a conversation between a urologist and a former patient about UTI, IC, PBS, and the role your whole body and mind play in maintaining a healthy bladder. Hi, guys. Um, today, uh, we are going to talk about bacterial biofilms. And here are Dr. O in and Anastasia. Um, so uh, let's get into it right away. Um, all right, what are biofilms? Okay, so biofilms are, have become quite uh, important recently as we've learned more. So biofilms are groups of bacteria that live within our body. We all know that we have the microbiome, so we have good and bad bacteria that live within us. But um, especially in um, conditions of infections, we can have films of bacteria that live either on the surface or actually embedded within the cells of our body. The problem with these biofilms is that unlike bacteria that we think of as swimming around in the bladder or within other parts of our body, if these bacteria are within the cells of our or intermingled between the cells of our body, it becomes difficult to get rid or expunge these bacteria. So biofilms are a real problem for infections because they're very difficult to treat. Got it. Um, and uh, do all bacteria form biofilms? So it's hard to know. We think that the vast majority of them can um, just because it's really related to their, their community. So you can think of biofilms as a community of bacteria rather than a single bacteria. So any, um, any bacteria that is within the body can form a biofilm. Not all of them are going to be detrimental if they're, they're quote unquote good bacteria, but any bacteria that is, uh, is reproducing within the body can form a biofilm. Right, and, and actually uh, I think the most research that we have on biofilms are the biofilms that are formed outside of human body. So biofilms that are formed on various um, instruments, objects, uh, in variety of industries. So it's not just a health issue, it's also a, um, a maintenance issue for some. You know, you, you can look at your uh, bathroom and see some mold growing. <laughs> You are not, you're not maintaining it well enough. Um, these are kind of a similar ways to think about how bacteria um, get together and to form a colony. Um, so um, I know it's not, it's kind of not a very, um, there is not one straightforward answer and there are different theories on this topic, but can biofilms actually form in the bladder? Has it been really proven and well-researched and do urologists have a, a united opinion on this topic? That's a great question. I don't know that there's a united opinion. There is some research, um, but there is there are still questions out there. When we think of biofilm, I think urologists and some other um, doctors think of biofilms as a essentially a cover over the bladder wall. So you have the lining of the bladder, um, which has actually several different layers. It's not just one layer, it's actually seven different layers. But we 
used to think of biofilms as just overlying the top of the bladder. So the thought was if we could penetrate into the bi that biofilm, we could take it off of the top of the bladder and have it um, get, get rid of it um, from the urine. However, there's more research that shows that biofilms, these sneaky bacteria actually get embedded in between the cells. So they get embedded into the wall. So instead of thinking of it as kind of paint over your wall, it's actually, in, it's kind of getting within the wall of the bladder. And when it gets within the wall of the bladder, these bacteria can become what we call senescent. So they're not actively growing, they're not actively multiplying, they're kind of this little these bacteria that are getting ready for the next cycle. They're getting ready to start um, growing when the time is right. So there are these quiet bacteria that could cause um, problems in the future. And so if you have embedded biofilms rather than just this superficial layer of biofilms, it actually makes the problem worse because um, antibiotics and other things that might be able to treat that surface layer of biofilms may not be able to get within the wall of the bladder. Right. And um, I guess uh, our body has a built-in defense uh, against biofilms by shedding that top layer of um, the bladder or skin or wherever these bacteria can attach themselves. Can you speak a little bit more about that? So like you mentioned, every part of our body, our skin, our, the inside of our gut and our bladder, it sheds continuously. Like I said, we have seven different layers of the bladder wall. And so the most superficial, the um, most, the layer that's on top is going to shed over time. It's not always the same one. Um, so even if we shed that layer of the bladder with that biofilm on top of it, if they're those embedded um, bacteria in the deeper layers, we're not going to always get rid of all of the bacteria that can cause biofilms. They can kind of make a new covering over the new layer of um, bladder that forms. Right. Um, and so if that uh, this happens, indeed, um, how do we know when somebody has bacterial biofilms in their bladder? That is a great question. And we don't always know, to be quite honest. We used to think of, well, before there are different ways to think of urinary tract infection. Sometimes you think of a one and done urinary tract infection, a woman or a man gets a urinary tract infection, they're treated and then it goes away. Then you have people who get occasional UTIs, they get them once in a while, but it seems they're far enough apart that you think they're different urinary tract infections. But there are people um, who have recurrent urinary tract infections they have a infection, they get treated, it seems to go away when they get treated and maybe for a few days um, afterwards or a few weeks afterwards, but then it comes right back. And oftentimes when things are done to detect the bacteria, so if it's a culture or something else, you have the same exact bacteria. And it makes you think, you know, if this person has been treated, but then the same bacteria keeps popping up, it's likely that that person might have this um, embedded um, biofilm that can kind of get past the antibiotics but still live within somewhere within the bladder that they can um, grow and um, can cause infections after the antibiotics have been removed. Got it. So you're mentioning this advanced type of diagnostic mm -hmm. uh, methods. Um, 
for detecting bacteria, but uh, can we detect whether biofilm has formed via regular urine culture? So sometimes, not always. Like I said, um, when I was talking about urinary tract infections, our standard urinary tract um, infections are detected by urine culture. So we, we take a sample of your urine um, and then we plate it onto what's called an agar, which is basically food that the bacteria likes and the um, bacteria is grown. So if it's a common bacteria or if there's enough um, bacteria, then something will grow. However, if you have, like I mentioned, those embedded very small amounts of bacteria um, within the walls, it's going to be hard for you to grow uh, the bacteria on the agar, the culture. Yeah. Right, because they're basically uh, hibernating under the biofilm and not actually reproducing. So there are no free-floating bacteria in the urine. Therefore, when you cache the urine for a sample, there would be none uh, to grow on that agar plate. Uh, however, you do still have those, uh, those uh, you know, this, this bacteria present. They're just not, you know, in active state, right? Exactly, they're not. Because you're get, like you mentioned, you're getting the urine. And if the bacteria is sitting within the bladder um, wall, then you're, you're not gonna get the bacteria within the urine sample. So it's a, it's a false negative, you know, there's something there, but you just can't detect it. And that's um, a problem, especially when the person has been treated, you know, either they've been treated or in between treatments where it seems like their urine is clear, but they're still having symptoms. Um, because there's just not enough of the bacteria that's free-floating, or there's not any bacteria that's free-floating is actually really within the bladder wall. Mm -hmm. And uh, you mentioned earlier some clinical signs and symptoms that can help us to uh, hypothesize that you know somebody has a bacterial biofilm caused infection, recurrent infection. Um, but it seems like you know um, unless uh, urine infections. Uh, uh, very spread out in time and you have some other uh, serious health conditions that could be potentially making you more prone to any kinds of infections, including recurrent UTI infections. It sounds like other than that, uh, those clinical signs are not really, um, not very specific, I guess, and not very unique, right? So it's still kind of a guess, more or less. To some extent, actually, you know, certain people are going to be a little bit more prone to biofilm. So like you mentioned, if you have other conditions, so possibly having diabetes, immunocompromised, those people are actually going to be more likely to form biofilm. So they may get those recurrent urinary tract infections. But, you know, in someone who is otherwise healthy, doesn't have any major, you know, medical problems, has a healthy gut and uh, vaginal flora, if they keep getting infections and when they when something grows out it's always the same bacteria the same strain the same type of bacteria and they always seem to get symptoms even though they're treated with the right um, antibiotics and that that could suggest that there's a biofilm and we need to dig deeper it's not a hundred percent you know something else could be going on they might have um well this is would be a biofilm they might have some foreign body within their system so if they've had surgery and we had mentioned, or we, you had mentioned uh, an intrauterine device or other things that are close, um, close uh, within the within other parts of the body that can lead them to have um, biofilms. 
But even if they don't have any of those things, if someone keeps getting the same bacterial infection over and over again, it would be smart to start thinking about biofilms in that case. Okay, uh, so once you decided to start thinking about biofilms, what can you actually do to either combat them or prevent them, um, assuming that they are in your bladder, not anywhere else? Right, so that's a, great, that's a good point. Obviously, you want to get rid of anything else that could put you at risk for um, biofilms or manage anything else that could put you at risk for biofilms. So if you have um, any external devices within the body, so obviously for urine, a urinary catheter or someone who intermittently catheterizes that would be a risk factor. Having kidney stones, that's also a risk factor. Having any types of surgery, so for women, if they've had any um, uh, bladder, kind of the bladder tuck procedures or um, lifting of the bladder, that could be um, something that could cause recurrent urinary tract infections. And we mentioned gynecological devices, IUDs. The other thing, of course, that we've mentioned before is making sure that you have a healthy microbiome. So the urinary microbiome is in close contact with the vaginal as well as the uh, colonic microbiome. So ensuring that you have a healthy diet, um, re reducing the risk for um, uh, unbalanced microbiome is going to be very important. There is some research um, that has been done of antioxidants and other enzymes that can be taken to help treat microbiomes. Uh, I know that you know that other specialties, um, orthopedics, um, dentistry, because they see a lot of these micro, these uh, biofilms have done more research than urologists, unfortunately. Um, but there are known to be certain enzymes and uh, treatments that can be taken that might be helpful. Again, not enough research has been done in urology that we can blanket statements, say, you know, take, for example, um, N-acetylcysteine or any of the other treatments, but those are something that likely wouldn't hurt and um, could be a, a good idea for someone who has recurrent urinary tract infections that are thought to be related to biofilms. Right. And something else I thought about, I mean, first of all, I um, want to expand, um, add a couple more words on um, enzymes, biofilm busters, as they are you know, called, uh, among laymen uh, and um, anastelsistine. Um, I think there are plenty of research if you look into anything, um, any kind of hard surfaces uh, for variety of uh, different preparations that are used to combat biofilms or that are used to spray on um, devices uh, such as catheters or any kind of devices that are going to be put in the body um, like a art artificial joint, for example, um, or even in dentistry. Uh, but um, it's it, you, you cannot just put, um, you just, you cannot expect that the same enzymes or molecules, once they go through your GI tract and, um, you know, are metabolized by your body, they're going to reappear in your bladder in exactly needed concentration or 
shape or form that was needed to combat those biofilms. So one thing is to conduct those experiments on a, a hard surface outside of a human body. And a totally different thing is to uh, um, actually consume those enzymes and the, 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 those um, molecules and to expect them to appear in your bladder um, exactly in the same uh, format as you know in the lab. So I hope it uh, I hope it makes sense for guys uh, who who are listening. Um, and another thing that I thought about while we were talking about uh, on how to combat biofilms um, are the bladder installations. I just realized that you know this is one of those very topical options that could be available for some um, that specifically targets only the surface of the bladder. So unlike um, any other um, infection that could be potentially um, bloodborne or you know caused by some other factors that are outside of your bladder, you know, like you mentioned, you somebody is diabetic or you have a misbalanced um, vaginal flora or misbalanced uh, colon flora. Uh, if the problem is just in your bladder, you only have biofilms in your bladder, bladder installation sound, sounds, sounds interesting. What do you think, Ori? <laughs> bladder installations, I'm not aware of specific applications for biofilms. Bladder installations have been done in the past for people who have recurrent urinary tract infections. Typically, again, for those people who have, um, who have catheters or other, other devices that make them prone. So it does involve obviously placing a catheter within the bladder and then instilling medication. In the past, it's been antibiotics. So gentamicin has been one, nystatin has been another. Um, and that sits in the bladder for a period of time. You actually ask the person to move around a little bit to make sure that it goes throughout the bladder. And then it's uh, either a catheter is placed in, uh, is placed in to empty the bladder again. So that is a thought. Um, and it might be something, again, that can be beneficial because as you mentioned, taking things by mouth, it doesn't, it's not going to be the same as when it goes through your urinary tract symptoms. It's going to be metabolic metabolized in the kidney, you might not get the same thing. It really depends a lot on how willing people are to have catheters. Again, it's been used in the past for people who normally have catheters in their bladder. So they're quite all right with having a something placed into their bladder with it, with a catheter. But for a lot of us who don't have catheters, that can be a barrier to having an installation done. So uh, what about long-term antibiotic uh, treatment? Uh, is this something we know for sure works against uh, biofilm-caused recurrent UTIs? I don't think we can say we know for sure it works. We know for sure it's been tried. If <laughs> you know if it works is a different um, question. So for a long time, urologists have used low-dose antibiotics to help manage people who have recurrent urinary tract infections. The thing is, it works when they're taking it, but then there is a pretty good risk that people will have recurrent urinary tract infections after the antibiotics have um, been taken off. So you can be on these antibiotics for six months to a, to a year. Um, and for some people, it can help manage their infections, but many people will get recurrent um, infections after the antibiotics have been taken off. And that really does speak to the 
thought of there being an embedded um, infection that lives on. I know some people have tried even longer um, and higher dose antibiotics, but there is always that concern of what the antibiotics are doing to the rest of the body and how it affects you know, your GI system, your vaginal system, because it's not only affecting the, bac uh, the bacteria in the urine. And uh, we're going to talk about the topic of long-term antibiotic uh, use in our following episodes. So that is just a quick short answer here um, specific to biofilms. We're definitely going to expand on this um, in the nearest future. Right. Um, okay, uh, let's wrap it up in um, some maybe parting uh, actionable steps for folks who are listening to summarize what we were just talking about. Um, I think anyone who has had these recurrent urinary tract infections that just never seem to go away, even with multiple antibiotics, biofilms should be in the back of their mind or in the front of their mind because it could be the cause of their infections. Another important thing to think about is what in my what else in the body can be um, promoting biofilms? Do I have any other? Do I have a you know a device an IUD? Do I have a catheter? Obviously, but any other um, foreign body that could make it more likely that I have biofilms. And then the other thing is to think of um, kind of a full body um, holistic way of combating the biofilms and thinking about how you know these these other treatments that can be used to help manage biofilms even when there's not a there's not an active um culture that shows um that shows the infection so that's the healthy diet um changing a lot of the habits of you know sugars all of those things that can actually um create more um infections right because uh, if you're fostering a healthy bacteria that are also capable of creating biofilms inadvertently, they, they are going to combat for the same food resources as the bacteria uh, that you don't want to um, persist in your bladder. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in today uh, and um, talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Stay healthy.